Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Donna Fleming with Amica CrossFit out of Pennsylvania. Donna, happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Every day is a good day over here. I appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And, uh, you know, I think we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Amika CrossFit. But, you know, first, we want to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective, right? So, Donna, if you can, in your own words, how would you explain Amika CrossFit and what you do? So, Amika CrossFit is just a small, um, close-knit gym. It's nothing too big. And, um, you know, I, I don't. I'm not big on the huge gym atmosphere. I like to know all my members. So that's what kind of what I do is I'm always there and I know every single one of my members and I keep everything very personable. Um, and I think like that's real, that's what I do. I'm very close with all of my members. Um, every time somebody walks in the door, they, you know, even if I've never met them before, you know, I just make them feel like I've known them forever. And I feel like that's just kind of what I decided to do with my gym on how yeah. I run, you know, I. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's huge, right? I think having that tight knit community and having those, those deep relationships with your clients, I think really is what makes a gym more of a home versus being a gym. Right. And which is really what you should aim for. Um, yeah. And so let's kind of dive right into here. We'll start with the bare bones basics here. Um, so Donna, how many members are you serving currently? So right now, unfortunately, I am not at the highest I've ever been. I'm probably at the lowest that I've ever been. Um, so right now I only have about 30 members. And that's because of uh, situations that I've just had to deal with. Uh, but at my peak, I've had over 100 members, you know, and that's actually kind of a lot for me because for, for me, when you start to get over that number, I feel like it turns more business oriented and it, you lose that personal touch to it. It gets very, you know, you, it, it just loses the feel that I like. So I always try to keep my members between 65 and 75. And that that's a good number for me Yeah. to, you know, I can know everyone. It's not. So I know it's a business, but I, I don't want it to feel like a business, you know, yeah. if that makes sense, because then it, it portrays onto the members. It almost makes it not as fun and I need it to be fun. Yeah. If I do a lot of the classes. So if I'm not having fun, then my members aren't having fun and it's just not. It's just not the um, vibe that I want. Yeah, so. which, is, which is a great point. I think you don't want to jeopardize the quality experience for quantity, right? And you yeah. want to make sure it totally. is tight-knit, right? That seems like it's mm -hmm. a very big um, contribution to your to the community that you built, right? And it's having that, that community feel. And I think yeah. that's thanks to 
knowing everyone, being able to know everybody. Because I think once you hit that point, again, like you said, over 80, 90 clients, I mean, it's hard. It's very hard. A lot to of track all stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. It's very true. And so, you know, for you, Donna, I mean, obviously, I think every gym is different. But what typically is the best method to get new people interested or through the door for you? So for me, it's actually word of mouth because I am such a small town and um, we, my, me and my husband, we grew up here. So people, you know, come in and they're like, oh, you got to go there. And it's just, that's really where I got most of my members from is just word of mouth. I mean, I do do some social media posts. I'm doing it a little bit more now because, um, you know, I, we, have been going through a fire we lost our gym to a fire so we want people to know that we're still here we're still going we're we're going to keep it moving so i am a little bit more live on social media than i usually am but um that's really because i'm i'm the one at the classes i'm coaching so it makes it hard for me to do be the social media person and coach classes so you know i do little little things here and there but really yeah. make we get my name out there and members in is through other members. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that's when you can be good at delivering a service, right? Which is your fulfillment. If you can do that at a high level, people are going to talk good about your business. It's inevitable, right? They're going to go ahead and tell everyone and <laughs> anyone and be like, Hey, yeah. go see Donna. I'm telling you, Mika CrossFit, they got something going on. And I think that's, that's always going to be a staple in business. Right. And I think obviously also utilizing the, the versatility, right. Of, 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 sorry, not CrossFit, but of using social media to market Mika CrossFit here and using anything else that you have. I mean, I think other free resources that you can use besides just word of mouth are always going to serve dividends as well. Right. It's just a matter of consistency. It's just compounds. Um, and so, now let's say this, right? I, I think we you kind of alluded to it earlier, but Donna, if you had unlimited leads, traffic clients, all these things, I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, you're at 30. I know you said you wouldn't want to pass that 80, 90 mark regardless. So where would you want to go? Like how higher, how much higher would you want to go? Well, now with, you know, uh, being kind of partially shut down, we're looking to go bigger and better, um, have more, like my area doesn't really have a gym gym, you know, where, you know, we have like the, the, you know, the bigger gyms, you know, the corporate gyms, but we don't have any privately owned gyms outside of a couple CrossFit gyms. So I'm looking to expand past just CrossFit offer different classes so that we can have more members and open it up to more people. So where people aren't going to feel like, Oh, I have to go there and only do CrossFit. I want people to, you know, for it to be more self-sustainable, I have yeah. to kind of go beyond just offering CrossFit. And that's just what I see from going to other CrossFit gyms. They have more of areas for open gym for people to come in, work out on their own. They have that, you know, 24 hour access thing. So I'm looking to be bigger and to be more self-sustainable, I need to get at least 150 members, you know, for it to be where I don't have to be there all the time because that's basically where it's at right now. I'm, I'm one of the main coaches. I only have a couple helping me, you know, um, right now. So 
to be able to have it to where I can just hire staff, have them to, you know, be there and me come in when I can, you know, show face, coach some classes, but not have to live there. Cause that's basically what I'm at now. You know, I live at the gym to, you know, take care of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 at some point, um, I think everybody's been there, right. Where they, they kind of have to, you know, you have to be all the hats, whether it's the, the marketer, the salesperson, mm-hmm. you know, the front facing coach. I mean, all of those things, it's inevitable, but obviously you work towards that goal of, of being able to kind of have people handle it for you and delegate there. So not like you won't get there. Right. I mean, I think eventually you know, everybody wants to do that. And it's, it's something that's going to come in due time, right. As you grow, you're going to need more people to surround you. So, um, mm-hmm. And so going to ask uh, a little bit of a longer winded question here. Um, and it's a good question in itself, Donna. So bear with me. If you need to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Um, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly, right? It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Donna, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, so I'm going to say with the being better at marketing, I'm not the best at that, that I could definitely improve on. And then even the retention, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, you, I get people in for six months and then they're out for, you know, six months and then they come back and trying to get people, I do my best to get people to want to stay and to understand like taking the breaks is not going to be, you know, the best way to, I don't know. um, It's just, it's not, it's not the best. You don't want to take a six month break, try to get back into it. It's harder to get back into it when you rest, you know, because, you know, your wrist is bothering you. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. We won't, you know, further injure it, go to the doctor, check and see, you know, stuff like that. But, um, I'm not a doctor, so it's hard for me to get people to understand that, you know, and try to keep them to, to stay, you know, and that's, you know, for me, what I've, I notice someone, they, they're not used to working out that hard or, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm feeling my wrist. I think I'm going to take a break. And it's like, well, we're all going to feel things because we're doing things that we're not used to doing. That doesn't mean you're her or completely injured if you're worried about it yeah go to a doctor find out but don't just decide to stop doing everything altogether that's where i i i definitely need help you know i can definitely improve on you know getting people to understand that instead i don't really ever have anyone just leave to leave it's always because of something you know where they're like oh well i kind of feel you know my elbow (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Like they're just that, that retention is where I have an issue with, you know, that's not, but yeah. And I think, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think it's inevitable. We can all improve it in all aspects, right. No matter what you're doing in business. And I think obviously you're a fitness professional, not a marketing professional. So even the marketing aspect, (laughs) you're not supposed to know how to do that. I think that's, that's totally okay. Um, but I think again, over time, I think they're, you're going to have the people who the, the natural attrition, they're, they're going to fall off no matter what. 
Um, yeah. and, and these things are inevitable, right? And especially with CrossFit, we know that 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 is the case. Right? It's like it, it's they're gonna fall off because they think that it's it's too much or they're overworking. But I mean, realistically, they probably need to just work out a little more. Yeah, um, which is the silly part, but um, awesome. All right, Donna, and two last two questions for you here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long term? I am trying to. Let me think about this. Uh, I am just trying to make fitness more accessible to people, to every, you know, without it losing the, the action, what, what is actually supposed to happen? What, ha- what I notice like with, with CrossFit and, you know, is it's expensive. It's very, very expensive for, it's too expensive for people to be able to do, you know, it, you do kind of get that help. So you get that like personal trainer type feel because there's someone there helping you, teaching you the lifts and all of that. So you kind of save money there, but it's still expensive monthly. So um, I'm trying to make it to where, you know, it's affordable for everyone and it be fun for people to want to come in and feel like they're coming into the gym and walking into the gym with people that know what they're doing. You know, it's not just walking into just some big random gym and figuring out how to use the machines. I want there to be, you know, a gym, my gym to have, you know, knowledgeable staff that is actually going to show you if you need help to learn how to do something, you know, offer the classes, keep it affordable. And, you know, like I said before, have it be self-sustainable if that you know, again, makes sense. I've never done an, an interview before. So if I'm talking in circles. No, 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 hundred percent. No, it makes sense. hundred uh, percent. I think it, it's, again, there are no wrong answers here. And I think that's, that's totally true. I think it's, I think that's a big point. And so got my favorite question here. And I think oh. this is probably going to be the best question of the day. I'm curious <laughs> to see your response here. <clears throat> you know, Donna, if you can go back in time to 2018 here, uh, when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym. What would that advice be for you? Not to take things so personally. I have a hard time with um, just taking things personally like if someone leaves because they they're you know like I said they're hurt or if they end up leaving I I'm like what did I do wrong what happened is there something going on that I don't know you know just really taking it in personally but also I feel like that's my one of my strong parts and why people come because they they know like I am personally invested in all of my members in a way, you know, that kind of sets me a little different from, you know, a, you know, other coaches or other gyms in the area, you know? So, but that, that is something that I, I have to not do is not take things personally. And it's such a great point. Cause I mean, it is your baby. It is your business. It's hard not to take personally, but I think yeah. it is a very, very necessary perspective for the viewers. So Donna, mm-hmm. it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook website, anything you may have, where can people find out more about you and the facility? 
So you can find us at Amika CrossFit for on Instagram. Also, um, mine is at dfleming917. A lot of the stuff for Amika CrossFit is posted on there. My Facebook page is Amika CrossFit and www.amikacrossfit.com. You can find our website and schedules and, you know, it, we're all linked up onto our Instagram so you can see all the pictures and videos and everything that we have to offer and the, you know the stuff that we've been dealing with for the past few months you know and how we're getting through all that there we go there we go donna we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and i look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road uh if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds just so let you know how you're gonna get the podcast i'd appreciate it i'm just gonna sign everybody else out up here okay okay awesome and to everybody else who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Shanna from Shine Hardcore Pilates out of Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Do you like how I emphasize the core in your name? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, Anyway, I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to sit down and have this conversation with us. Give back to the fitness industry. Very much appreciate it. Before we dive into, you know, the nitty gritty of your business, give us a little bit of background here. You know, what was it that made you um, decide to open up this studio? Well, it, it, two things. It, it started at the beginning from a personal transformation, as I uh, told you a little bit earlier about uh, overcoming uh, thyroid disease called Hashimoto's. Um, when I joined my gym uh, lifetime as a member, I um, went through a long about two or three year journey of discovering um, how to heal that disease. First of all, discovering that disease and why it was preventing my fitness goals. And then learning how to heal that on my own against a lot of popular, unpopular, well, popular, popular sentiment out there in the medical community said I couldn't do it. And um, I found a place where I could do it and took an alternative approach. And as I, you know, healed myself and became leaner and more fit, um, started getting the attention of my coworkers and, and um, well, my soon-to-be coworkers. And it was, rec I added Pilates to my regimen toward the end. And it took, just took my body, you know, to the next level, basically. And I was just head over heels in love. And um, it was recommended that I get certified, not only through, I had already been a personal training. I had already gotten that done. It was recommended that I get the Pilates certification. I fell in love. I built that for a year and then 
pandemic hit. So I was there working for about a year, about falling down. And two months of just, you know, complete thinking about what this mean. I think we all in the fitness industry thought, what does this mean for us? And after the fear and the shock wore off, I said I could either wait for the call to go back, which I did get a call to go back, or I could start working on what I think is important. And that is, you know, the Spanish flu of 1912 hit and not a single one of Joseph Pilates, you know, people died on record or even contracted that flu um, because of uh, how we work out so hard and the breathing techniques and all of that. So uh, I thought if there's anything people should be doing right now, it should be staying active and breathing, deep, deep breathing. And I thought, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to open my own. And I literally moved into an, another house, my other home that I was renting out. And I hung up a curtain that divided my kitchen from my living room, moved the furniture into storage, put three machines in my living room. And as my clients, one by one, started knocking down my door, I promised them we would wear masks. I promised them we would take temperatures and that we would sanitize. And they trusted me. Um, a lot of people trusted me and remembered me. And um, from there, the referrals just started to flow. And I outgrew that living room over two years. And finally, after a lot of searching, came across the small space that I have uh, and moved in in April. Awesome. Well, exciting stuff for sure. You know, this is something that really impacted your life. And now you're able to help other people experience a similar feeling, um, a similar change. So that's always a good feeling. Um, so give us kind of your elevator pitch of Shine Hardcore. Um, who you are, what services you have to provide currently so that we can really understand the business model here. Primarily classical, traditional Pilates straight from, you know, Joseph himself. It's very, very uh, classical. It's not a lot of trendy. It's not a lot of BOSU. It's not a lot of TRXs. It's classical to, to the very beginning, the root of uh, Pilates because it's easier on the joints. Um, and it's uh, anybody who comes to me that has any kind of reservation, a fear of walking into a gym, fear of uh, chronic illness, fear of any fear, just whatsoever. I can, I can share my story with them and um, start them off on Pilates and, and make sure that they get the, the foundation laid. And once their foundation is laid, then we talk about going into a little bit more um, heavy duty, some small strength elements and resistance elements. And then eventually Shine Hardcore will be a total wellness with okay. nutrition counseling and um, metabolic coaching and things like that. Okay, I love it. Um, so, you know, as it stands right now, really working with each individual client, um, is that in a one-on-one -on -one, like private session or is it in a group sort of class? It's both. So- okay. Right now, because it's just me, I just hired my first person, actually. I'm in that startup phase, right, where I'm doing everything myself. Um, but I just I just hired someone, and um, I do have set hours for private, private clients, and I have set hours. Most of my hours go to group reformer, and I've got six machines. So outside of my five or six private clients every week, um, I have classes all morning and into the evening with a break between about 2 to 4 p.m. for school drop-off. Um, that's kind of like the dead time. 
in okay. my business. Um, how many group classes does that make a day for you? About seven right now. So, so that you're you're a busy person then. You're you're very, very much so. <laughs> seven classes a day. Um, okay. Yeah, and then you have your one-on-one -on -one clients in there too. Um, so kind of talk to us a little bit about that membership piece. Um, what does the membership look like? Are your clients paying a per session for those group classes? Do they pay a monthly? What options do they have there? I had started with, uh, in the pandemic with just packages. So, uh, one of the famous quotes that Joseph ha is known for is in 10 sessions, you'll feel a difference in 20 sessions. You'll see a difference in 30 sessions. You'll have transformed your body. So I came out with the shine packages of 10, 20, and 30, you know, see, feel, transform packages. And those went over very well because people felt like they didn't have to like, you know, jump into this year long membership. And that, that was one of the questions I had a lot when I first started working at the gym was, do I have to do a year? Do I have to do every month? Do I have to do? And so I wanted to offer something that got, made people feel less scared. And I, I'm pretty confident in my ability to retain people. <laughs> so I started out that way and inevitably every one of them would move from a 10 package to a 30. And so in the last two months, and it's not on my website yet, but in the last two months I've put together the membership plan, which is going to be four sessions a month, eight sessions a month or unlimited. That is and a great, that's a great decision for you to make for your business and your clients, right? Business wise, we like that because with the membership, that's guaranteed revenue coming in every single month. When we yeah. do packages, we're always going to have people that use them. And then we're going to have the people that take their time using their 30 classes. Um, right. We don't know when we're going to get another payment in. And so it's very, very tricky for us to scale and grow when we don't know um, what our guaranteed monthly revenue is going to be. So good decision there. And from a client standpoint, I think when we're not doing memberships, we're kind of doing our clients a disservice because that's part of the accountability piece. If they're paying yeah. for it, they know that they have to use it. Um, yeah. so for me, like I have a few punch passes for things, um, not even specifically just fitness, but like I have them for like the car wash or whatever, like where I pay for this punch pass. And I don't really think to use it unless it was a membership. Um, and so I think that's a smart business decision that will definitely carry you as you continue to grow and scale. And it will be helpful too, since you just hired somebody to have that guaranteed revenue coming in. Yeah. Um, planned it. It was just kind of like a stepping stone to get me. I didn't know how fast this was going to go. And so I was kind of testing the water and now I'm in and yeah you know, all my competition does it. So it's only, it's only, you know, expected. I think that it's just part of the, the fitness routine. That's what we do is we, we want to hold you accountable. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a big part of that accountability. So props to you for, for doing that, Shanna, that's super smart. Um, okay. So now that we've kind of talked about that, let's talk about the members currently, how many members are you serving? About 70 active. My newsletter went out to about 
270 or something like that. So everybody who's ever had an interest or walked through the door got a newsletter from me. Um, that's something I just started to re-engage those who have kind of fallen off um, or just maybe moved out of town. And I'll slowly dwindle those down to those people who are still in the game, but actively probably between 70 and 80 people um, coming in multiple times a week. Sometimes they're once a week, sometimes most generally they're mainly twice a weekers. And then I've got several, I mean, a good, a good mix of three times a week and then a very rare unlimited that comes every day, you know? Okay. So you'd say most of your clients are coming in a couple of times a week. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's normal. That's pretty average. Like in any modality for me, my most popular is three times a week at my CrossFit facility. Um, so two to three is pretty average in the industry. Um, and with something like Pilates, like that makes you sore. <laughs> um, yeah. And so doing it like unlimited, it's, I, I mean, I'm sure there's definitely people who do it, but yeah, I'm sure you do it. <laughs> You're teaching classes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So Next question I have for you, you know, 70 active clients, is that a position where you're feeling comfortable, Channel, or ideally, would you like to grow and welcome more members into the facility? Oh, I'm nowhere near comfortable. I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the startup phase and, um, and I have had to, because of my, the hardest part of my, of, of growing my business that I knew it would be is finding the people to help me. So I am very, very, very picky. I would rather just delay and slow the growth until I find the right people, because I think that's the number one most important thing that's gonna make long-term success. And if I have any hope of having long-term success, it has to be the people. And so I will not take that decision lightly. And um, to get a certification in Pilates, you need to go four months for the, just the first level. I'm, I'm in my master's program. So I've been through three levels and to earn my spot in the master's program. That took me 18 months without stopping. Mm -hmm. So just get somebody easily um, into Pilates. And um, uh, I've had to build relationships. Um, you know, I have a good relationship with the woman who trained me, who just sent me my first person, a part-time person that is going to start next week. Um, but I've had to control advertising, control, you know, so many things to make sure I don't tarnish or get ahead of myself and dissatisfy, uh, upset people. Right. So this has been like a very slow first get the space. Okay. For there was, there was a time when it was impossible to get an open space in Austin, like coming out of the pandemic, finding open retail space. Um, you know, I, I did get two places that basically nixed me for a fast food joint. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, this is what's wrong with our country. Right. Um, this fast food place is more important than a Pilates studio. Mm -hmm. uh, but finding, so it's a combination of finding the people and finding the right space, retail space. So now that I have the retail space, I can go out and find the people. Um, summers are slow anyway in our business. So it gave me time to kind of plan and get the word out and do some preliminary um, uh, preparation for a, for a grand opening that I plan to do at the end of October. Um, once I get my people in place and I know that you know, we're, we're ready for any potential spike. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's baby steps for me. It's, yeah. this is like 
I'm doing this. You know, I have a business degree actually before I became a fitness instructor. My younger life, my college career was actually a, a business degree. So I'm, I'm testing my knowledge at this point. Yeah. I mean, I have a fancy business degree too. I mean, hospitality is essentially just that. And I'll tell you, none of that prepared me for, no. for this. Um, it's a just completely different kind of ballpark to be in. Um, and so, you know, you are in the process of looking for somebody or you've hired somebody recently that, that you're going to be working with. Um, what opportunity does that open up for you, you know, to have your hands off of some of the classes? What will you be able to focus on now? Well, first and foremost, my own fitness. <laughs> That's something that has suffered, unfortunately. Um, I had a that was so much more aggressive and I do get I do get my workouts in but they're not at the same level uh my meal prep isn't always as thorough um the startup phase of being the only one um you know and I've got a family I've got a son I care for um and uh there's just been a a, a little bit of a tough refine regaining balance coming out of the pandemic and surviving that two-year storm um, has been challenged. The first thing I've got to do is, is get my, get myself back on, um, you know, the Pilates body I had two years ago <laughs> was a lot leaner than the one I have now. And that sold a lot of Pilates. Um, so the first thing I want to do is be a very good model, um, for my clients. So once I get that last layer off and I show the world what Pilates does when you are consistent, mm -hmm. um, uh, that extra level of definition is incredible. Um, I've never, I was a size zero and I had chiseled abs like I've never had in my life. So I want to first get, show what's possible. I want to prove what's possible again. So do it twice, uh, which is a huge testimony. And then the second thing I want to do um, is strategic planning. You know, I want to sit down and say, okay, so now that we're kind of rolling and I've got, you know, my clientele is coming in and I'm, and I'm, I'm, um, grand opening will have involve a, a postcard that's being worked on by my graphic designer. And as soon as she, that postcard goes out to one zip code, two zip codes, um, website is completely retouched. Um, once that business is rolling in at the rate that I, um, am content, I will start looking at getting a larger, space i'm i'm in the very fortunate position that my landlord and it, it actually is kind of a, a hush hush i hope that i hope this doesn't land on the wrong ears but there is a possibility that there could be a larger space um that i could grow into within the lease term so that i'm trying to pack this place so i can get more space to do the wellness components so i'll be strategizing and, and planning that i'll be looking at getting more of my own people, uh, my own clients who've expressed interest in, and helping them get certified so I can start to put together my own team. And, um, and you know, the, the long-term goal is multiple locations. I, I want to reach as many people um, with my personal story and that of my clients as possible. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is exciting to hear that you really want more. You want to be more than just a Pilates studio. You really want to be this wellness space where people can come in for a complete 
180 in their lifestyle and you want to be able to do that. And that's kind of what you're working towards, um, with, you know, everything that you currently have going on. Um, you kind of touched on something. So I want to circle back to it. Um, you mentioned that you're going to have this a grand opening and you're also going to kind of put some postcards out, um, to kind of pull clients in. Are those kind of the two methods that you're going to use to get people in through the front door? Or are there other areas that you're also going to kind of utilize? I have hired a marketing company um, that I, this is actually my second go about this. So I, you know, the first thing I'm realizing about business is referrals are everything <laughs> as far as, you know, finding your contractors to do your, to, to outsource things too. So, you know, I, I have used um, a scheduling system to let my clients to connect to my website, to allow my clients to book. Uh, there are pros and cons to that system. Um, I hired a marketing company that was extremely expensive. I just thought, well, that's what you have to do. I didn't know any better, right? So I paid $1,000 a month and uh, they, they promised me the world and said I was going to be number one on Google. And I did have some success over six months um, in my Google position, but uh, inevitably there were some snags with that company. So once my six months were fulfilled, I started asking around to my, you know, hair salon to other businesses like who do you guys use for you know google search and who do you guys how, how do you get your name out there what did you do and i came across a referral from my hair salon of a gentleman um that works for rev local which is a little bit more of a local um, advertising company i love their business model um the guy that um is my rep for the area here in austin brought me a coffee and sat me down when i called him up and told him my my challenges and i said i want to be number one on google i want to be number one on google in cedar park period what do i do i've heard you could do that job and he said okay and he sat me down and we talked about it and i actually have my next onboarding call tomorrow and it's going to cost me half the money and I think I'm going to get more results out of it. Yeah. So what kind of marketing is he going to run for you? Is it specifically Google or is it a little bit of everything? Um, Google search the package. I, he's got several packages and the first I chose the second level, which was um, the basics, you know, the, the Google search um, keyword search, that kind of thing, raising the profile. And then, there was an element of local advertising. So being very present in, in the small area around me. And that's, um, you know, a lot of things that they do in their specialty that I don't fully understand. I'm, I'm not real good at, you know, the whole Instagram taglines and, and hashtags. I just put whatever I feel like, but apparently there's a whole algorithm. Yeah. And there's really cool things that these people do that, they know so much more than me when it comes to what people want. And that's why you hire them. And they're working on all of this and I'm learning as I go. And tomorrow will be my second call with that company um, to discuss the strategy. And um, they've already impressed me with um, creating what's called a landing page, which I didn't even know was a thing. Uh, Websites are cool and all, but nobody has time to go through it all. So hmm. what they told me was you want to cut time from visiting the website to booking. You want to cut that time down as fast and make it as easy as possible 
for a new visitor to, to book that class. And so I looked over the landing page yesterday and it is very straight, just big book now button, all the elements of the most important things in the website are kind of like all in one space. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it a summary of me and my website and my company. And you can just go straight through to the registration process so much easier. Good. So that has been better value. Yeah. No, that's awesome that they're really focused on multiple pieces there to help, you know, you be better. Um, I want to make sure we have time to touch on a few more things and we're kind of running out of time. So um, you mentioned this idea of kind of a wellness space, and that sounds like it's a huge goal for you. What do you feel like you have to really focus and hone in on right now as the business owner to make that something that is a reality sooner rather than later? I've got to get my memberships rolled out and get, get, get them out there, get them signed up because the expansion requires money. So I'm not going to be able to get the equipment that I need for metabolic technician. Um, there's a lot of, of money that's going to have to go into getting this, uh, not just equipment as far as Pilates equipment or training equipment, but, but metabolic conditioning, you know, computers, um, the things that really make a difference um, um, metabolically, testing people's uh, breath, uh, using a breath analyzer mm-hmm. um, to test their carbohydrate burn versus fat mm-hmm. burn in different stages of activity. Um, that requires a very sophisticated machine. That's something I did a lifetime as a metabolic tech. Um, because it was something I did to help me lose weight and lean up faster when I was doing a lot of Pilates. I, I did the, the, that as well. So that is such a key component to leaning out um, safely. Um, and it's an incredibly cutting edge science that I really want to bring into my studio. So that's going to require my space. So I have got to fill my gym up. I've got to market. I've got to get out there and make sure that people are knowing who I am and fill it up. And then I articulate that in my classes. The nice thing about teaching Pilates is, while I've got my people working on a certain movement, I have time to talk so I can tell them what's coming next. I've got two chairs coming in next week. You guys are going to love the chairs. I've got my eyes on a metabolic conditioning station this next year. You guys are going to love metabolic conditioning. Um, you know, if you have any questions about labs or, you know, why you're, if you think you have a, a chronic illness that you're not, you just don't feel good. If there, whatever it is, you know, talk to me. If I don't have capacity now, I can point you to somewhere that can help you in the meantime. Okay. So, (laughs) I mean, I think that your focus is in the right place. Initially you said you have to kind of get the memberships rolled out. And I think that that's a great place to start. And after that, you know, all the systems and things you're going to have to roll out, um, we'll just kind of follow. Um, I think the, the marketing agency, that's a great thing that's going to help you. Um, and you also mentioned, obviously, adding all these extra things requires extra capital. Um, and so other than, you know, rolling out the memberships, what are you planning on doing to kind of bring that revenue in month after month to be able to kind of pocket it away to work um, to pull out these new pieces in the business? 
I, I structured my memberships into 12 and six months and I've sort of priced it from volume discounts down to a, a, it's sort of incentivized. I've sort of built in an incentive. Um, you know, I think we all do that, right? I think, I don't know, I think Orange Theory, I think a lot of them do that, but um, the six or 12 month kind of leans, it kind of is more enticing to do that unlimited um, 12 month membership. So I can get a nice revenue stream. Once I have a nice revenue stream that's consistent, if in the event that I had to take out a small business loan, it's a lot easier to qualify when you have consistent revenue for 12 months or more. <laughs> you know, the bank is going to look for 24 months of revenue from the same source. And then they're going to give you, you know, weighted average of the last 12 months to give you any capital to expand your operation. So I've got to make sure that there's consistency for a good 12 months at a level that I can, I can qualify to pay back any capital that I would need to take that on. And who knows, maybe you'll like blow up enough that you won't need it. <laughs> <a business>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's always a goal. Um, and I, I really appreciate you for being open and sharing all of that with us. Final question that I have for you here is like, what's a word of advice that you wish somebody had told you when you first opened up the studio? I know I kind of put you on the spot with that one. Brace yourself for the the storm. I mean, it is, it is a, I mean, I am probably one of the hardest working people I've ever, you know, my kid, my kids tell me the same thing. They're like, mom, I've never seen anybody work so hard for you. I've had this kind of driven energy, which comes from a lot of things that we don't have time for. But even at my level of, I think you, talked about this too, experiencing the startup phase of a business when you're really just working all the time and you're trying to save, save, save. So you're trying to cut, you know, expenses by doing a lot yourself. Um, and then you may have, you know, for, for me, I opened right before the summertime and I didn't get my memberships rolled out yet. So summer was a very lean summer for me. And, uh, it sort of messed with my confidence. It's sort of, um, it sort of made me think, oh, is this, am I cut out for this kind of intolerance? So, you know, it kind of gives you that second guess, like, whoa, am I, am I, did I know how hard this was going to really be? Um, so I'm a pretty competent person and I don't, I don't hold back, but, but this summer was pretty much, you know, I had some, my fiance is a business owner. He said, you know, that first year is going to be rough. You just have to go into it knowing that and just know that it's going to be rough for at least a year. Um, and of course things are picking up now and things are flowing and all my people are back from vacation and, you know, I'm in a better headspace, but I think I wish I, I think maybe somebody could have told me like, be prepared emotionally for that first six to 12 months that are going to really test your resolve, you know, make sure that you're that you're eating well, that you're sleeping, that you're on a schedule, that you have your, you know, accounting stuff in order that you have everything you can possibly do done before you open the door so if crazy happens or even the reverse you are somewhat you'll never be fully prepared I don't think ever but at least you have some structure you know to be in place to to give you some solace when things get really really difficult yeah planning and preparation are everything. We've got to have the systems ready. We have to 
kind of have a plan or else, you know, we're planning to fail at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's not easy in the beginning. It takes a lot of um, meticulous planning time, effort um, to get going, but you're doing it. And I'm excited to see how your business is able to transform um, as you roll out more programs and more services for your clients. Um, it, it's always exciting to talk to somebody who has such a growth mindset. Um, what is the Instagram page for your facility? Where can our listeners go if they're interested in following along? At Shine Hardcore. One word, Shine Hardcore, at Shine Hardcore. I, I still think I need to capitalize the C-O-R-E because uh, ironically, I've had people say, but I'm not hardcore. It scares me. I don't think I can do that. Yeah. Um, the opposite, you know, it's ironic that I'm actually a person that was 70 pounds heavier and, you know, with joint pain, hair loss, afraid to walk up the stairs um, mm -hmm. and ended up, you know, at a size zero and, and, and uh, six certifications. But I... <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, um, that's enough said, I think, but <laughs> well, thank you for sharing with us for being here today. Um, it's always wonderful hearing from a Pilates studio owner, because it's not something that we had to talk to all the time, but I think it's a really fun modality that I'll that is gaining more popularity um, right now, seems. So um, thank you again for being here today, Shanna. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Devin from E3 Fitness in Denver, Colorado. What's up, Devin? How are you today? What's going on? I'm feeling great. Just got done doing a workout myself, and now I get to hang out with you, so feeling all right. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. All right. So let's get right into the details here. Wasting no time. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the backstory there? Backstory is I was a former football player. Um, I'll kind of go through it a little bit, but I'll breeze it. Um, I'll break it down. I started in high school. My senior year, I was getting recruited by Division One colleges. Um, super excited. I was pumped. I was stoked. I couldn't wait. Um, was going on different visits at the time. It was an amazing time. Um, I'm playing, I think it was our homecoming game 
if not our homecoming game, it was like senior night or one of those kind of things. I was playing some of my best friends on the other team. So of course I want to have a good game. And uh, literally we're on the goal line. I'm running in the end zone. I plant, I step into the end zone, my knee pops, I tear my ACL. So then what the F uh, from there, I'm like, I don't know what I'm like yesterday. I was going to division one schools on visits today. I'm trying to move my toes and it hurts. And it's like, it's just a night and day switch. Um, I went through a long road. I'll just sum it up like that. I went through a long road of physical therapy, um, depression, kind of like spiritual revolution, um, trying to figure out who I was, what my name was, what I actually wanted to do with my life. Cause mm-hmm. up till that point, you know, I'm 16, 17 at that point. And NFL was just the only thing I knew. I'm going to the NFL, what are you studying in college? is a football, an elective. I don't know what I'm studying. Um, so I had to figure out what I was doing. And right. um, what I realized is at that time I had a physical therapist and uh, I had two, if I'm being honest, I had two of them. The first one, he was cool. Um, but I could tell he was pretty experienced and very busy. It was one of those things where I was like, Hey, go do this five sets, six reps, whatever it is. So I was kind of alone. Oh, we lost sound. As a human, he cared for my mental health. He cared. We had conversations. We talked about football. We talked about girls, life, everything. Um, Him helping me with my mental health, like, improved my physical health, like, 10 times. Like I can't even, it was crazy to watch the recovery happen. Um, So then from that point on, of course, I'm like, well, I want to play division one football. That's still my goal. But just throw a caveat. I'm like, what you do is awesome. Like I want to do what you do. You know, you changed my life. Like you helped me understand who I am. So long story short, I wanted to be a physical therapist after that. Um, I played football for a little bit longer. I played division one football eventually. Um, and then I realized I don't really want to play football anymore. Um, I realized it was, it was more helping people like he was helping me with their mental health, with their physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to get into physical therapy school. My physics grades were not good enough. My chemistry grades were not good enough. And I used to go and just watch them. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. I just want to help people mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to do something in this realm. I ended up going to uh, graduate school at Naropa University out in Boulder. I just graduated in May with my master's degree in mental health counseling. Um, and then last year when I was coming back, I was studying abroad in Sri Lanka. I came back um, to Denver afterwards. And after coaching at E3 Fitness, where I was for about two to three years, three years, I want to say, my, pre- uh, my previous owner, he goes, hey, dude, like, this is where I'm at in my life. I'm ready to move on to the next step. I really want this gym and this business to keep going forward. I see what you're doing. I see where you're heading. Is this something you want to do? And you know, how do you turn down that plate of food? I'm like, uh, like I'm just drooling at the chance. Um, you know, so about a year later, what are we going on? In January will be a year that we've been around, um, at this new location. You know, I've been, uh, you know, steering the ship. So that's just a little backstory summed up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, wanting to be involved in helping people physically, mentally, 
just originally you weren't really sure what application, what the application would look like. And then this kind of came about and completely made sense for you. And here you are. That's it. Yeah. I, you know, it sounds so funny on paper. It's like A to B to C and bang. But uh, yeah, there were definitely some, some, some really super challenging moments. Um, when I tore my ACL, I actually got sepsis um random I don't know what from I think it's when they drew fluid from my knee um so I was super sick I lost about 25 pounds um I stayed in the hospital my mom used to have to give me a a pick line of um you know antibiotics or antibiotics through my arm um so it it was it was rough for a bit and just you know going from you know I was bench pressing at the time Literally, I think I PR'd in high school at 305 or something. I was just super proud on that. Um, and then after tearing my ACL and going through that whole repair and stuff like that, trying to do 10 push-ups was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Right. So just really trying to build all the way back up. It was, it was, it was not easy to say the least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It gives you a perspective, you know to go from being in probably like the strongest, the best shape you've ever been in to being in a position where it was hard for you to even do 10 pushups, right? So that kind of gives you a, an idea of a lot of the time for, you know, the clients that you're working with, you know, the level that they're at and allows you to kind of connect on that level because a lot of times personal trainers have a hard time understanding where their client is at when they come in, oh, you know? So oh. That was probably somewhat useful for you to be able to apply now today to training clients. So yeah. what does your business model look like now? How do you structure things within the facility? Do you offer group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, kind of walk us through what the layout is there? Right. Yeah. So we offer a bunch of different things. We have coaches that pretty much all do personal training on top of group training. So we do group training. And then we have something that are called focus classes. Um, our focus classes are our athletic development classes. We teach something called like a power and a performance class. Um, those are meant for people that um, are athletes or that want to feel like athletes. They want to feel their power. You know, think uh, heavy squat cleans, think um, dumbbell clean to press, things like that. Um, so those are going to be our athletic based classes, sprints, um, anything where it's just like maximum output. What do you got in the tank? Three, two, one, let's go. Um, so we have classes like that. We have classes that are strength development. How much can you lift, whether it's a barbell deadlift, whether it's dumbbell bench press, um, strength development is really going to challenge our athletes to figure out what they can do with their mm -hmm. bodies or with weight. And then we, we also offer like yoga and mobility and joint integrity classes um, for, our, we call those renew. Those are recovery classes. So we, also can, we offer conditioning. I just taught a cycle class this morning, which was super awesome. Um, and then we have those focus classes as well. Um, so people can kind of, you know, pick and choose what their thing is. You know, someone may come in and they may say, hey, I want to lose 25 pounds in, you know, three months or whatever it is. And it's like, all right, well, we gotta, we gotta start moving. We gotta check out what you're eating. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll help them kind of choose classes that make the most sense for them. All right, maybe instead of doing strength every single day, we need to be doing about four days of conditioning matched with whatever the class is. So just trying to help our, our clients get what they need specifically. I, we just switched to that. And I would say that's been, that's a big thing going in that I wish I would have known. Um, is just helping people 
because everyone's different and just helping people figure out what they need for themselves specifically, mm-hmm. I think has been really beneficial and um, almost unique and like very uh, client centered, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as client base goes or members client base, how many people are you currently serving? So we're serving a smaller community, I would say around, um, we're between 100 and 115 total people. Um, People have different levels of memberships. We have about four membership tiers, um, starting from a basic membership all the way down to like our ultimate plan, our unlimited athlete. Um, So people kind of fall in between those categories based on what their needs are. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... Are you at a point where you're looking to add to that membership, help more people, expand your reach? Where are you at there? Totally. Yeah. You know, I try to remind our coaches all the time, like, what's, like, why are we here? You know, like, what's our why? Like, you know, it's easy to just keep going through the week and get into kind of a mundane cycle, especially when you're working a lot. Um, You know, it's easy to start looking at something as just like a block instead of a human. Um, Right. So just trying to remind our coaches, like, you know, why are we here? What, like, what fuels us? Like, what's our passion? What are we really trying to do with this work? Um, and to see people like leaving with a smile, especially when we're coaching at 515, which I understand people work out at 515, they're not going to always walk in with smiles on their faces, but when they leave with a smile on their face and they connected with a few people like that, you know, I always, I always go to curse from, from uh, coaching. I'll try to watch my cursing today. Uh, it's okay. Stuff, you can curse. It's all good. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that shit fuels me. Like, I yeah. love seeing that. I love seeing people walk in one way, communicate, talk, you know, move some demons, whatever they got to do, and then mm-hmm. leave feeling better. So, yeah, the more people we can touch, I'm, I, yeah, that's my dream, honestly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so with that being said, how are you getting the word out there about what it is that you do, the services that you offer um, to reach more people and to grow that membership? Yeah. So, man, you know, we're, that's the thing with the, like, I'm learning as a business owner, just trying everything and anything. Um, Something that I've learned that's been super helpful is community events. We just had an event the past weekend, kind of a summer pool party. Those are amazing ways for, you know, new people, for, for, for our clients to bring their partners that I've never met, um, to bring, you know, friends or whatever. So events and challenges. Next week, we're going to, uh, I'm not sure if, you, if you're familiar with the Denver area, but we're going to head up to Red Rocks and do an outdoor workout. Um, so hopefully we'll meet some people out there as well. So something that's really important that I've learned is just continuing to do community events or community challenges um, and just continuing to try to do that. Um, you know, door to door stuff, just dropping off things in people's mailboxes. Hey, we're right around the corner. Do you want to be in the best shape of your life? All right, check us out for 14 days or whatever the trial is. If you don't want to stick around, that's fine, but we want you to just get in the door. Um, so just doing anything to just spread the word, um, whether it's through direct clients or, you know, just going door to door, knocking, asking people, you know, what they do for fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any type of system in place to generate high quality leads on a consistent, reliable basis? So we just started using this system called Uplaunch, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Uh, so basically what it does is it has the ability to send out text messages, emails, um, anything that's marketing related. 
in one platform. You put all your clients in there. You can put all your previous clients. E3 as a business has been open for about 11 years, which is really cool. I stepped in just, you know, this past year. So what this software has done is just reached out to everyone from the past Mm -hmm. and just said, Hey, what are you guys doing for fitness? Um, where are you at these days? We miss you. Come in the door, check us out, see what we have that's new. You know, I get some replies that are like, fuck you. And then I get some replies that are like, yeah, sure. I'll come check it out. So, right. you know, everything in between as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So, I mean, um, have you ever done any type of paid advertising up to this point anyway, through like Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature? Sure. You know, we, we try to put out posts on Instagram and things like that. Um, and just, you know, put some tags on there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that works to some extent. We do Google like SEO search engine optimization and, um, have ads going up on there, um, trying out new things with trials. So we do, we, we use Google a lot. I would say Google is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have kind of dabbled with a little bit of Facebook, have dabbled with Instagram a bit. Um, but I would say mostly Google has been, you know, how'd you hear about us? Either this person told me or, um, oh, I found it on Google. I live in the area. So yeah, those have been the biggest, I would say things more than anything. I would say it's our clients. Um, another thing that I, sorry, it's on the same topic, but I try to tell our coaches, uh, this is what I learned. The best way to bring new clients and to keep clients is by giving service that like is freaking excellent. Like Mm -hmm. if you give excellent service, like people are going to want to pay you. People are going to want to like recommend you. People are going to want to come back to you. Um, So trying to focus on that first and then worry about the afterwards afterwards. Got it. Okay. So in my mind, it's flipped. Mm. You know, so not necessarily flipped, but that's how you keep clients, mm-hmm. right? But if they don't know that you're there in the first place, mm-hmm. how do you provide them that super high level of service, right? If they don't, so, if they don't know you're there. If it, yeah, if they don't know that you're there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know, word of mouth is great. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's limited. Right. Mm-hmm. Because people only know so many people sure. and of those people, it's like, how many of them are even interested in working out, right? Mm-hmm. How many of them are looking for a new place to work out and how sure. many of them are interested in what it is that you have to offer, right? Sure. So limited pool there. Sure. Um, so, you know, beyond that, it's like, how do we reach more people? And then once we get them in the doors, how do we fulfill at the highest level possible to the point where they never want to leave? Totally. Right. Because multiple ways to grow a business. Right. We can get more clients. We mm-hmm. can get our clients that we have in the gym already to pay mm-hmm. more by sure. providing them different levels of service. And then we sure. can keep our clients longer. Sure. So multiple ways there. So definitely don't want to be the best kept secret in town. Right. That's mm-hmm. not a great business model. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's like, how do we get the word out there to more people that maybe live within five miles of the gym, but don't know that we're there? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, I think that's the, the riddle, you know, and, and I think just continuing to try new things. Um, there's a kind of a quote that sticks out to me. It's just like, learn, learn quickly. Like just learn what's working, learn what's not working and, and try not to get my, my hat hung on anything. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And another thing I've been telling myself recently is like, it's, it's really about the clients. Like I'm really trying to learn, like, what do you guys need? What do you guys want? What mm -hmm. are we missing? You know, and how can I adjust or add more of what you're needing? Mm -hmm. um, do you guys need more strength? Okay, cool. We'll, we'll cut back on a conditioning class and we'll add a strength class. Do you guys need less, like just trying to learn what the clientele is, what they need, because, you know, they're the ones that are, keeping a, keeping the, the lights on, keeping our doors open. Um, I really want to go above and beyond even retail. You know, I, I bought these bars recently that I feel like no one ate. And then I'm right. like looking around, I'm trying to think like, what do you guys need? What do you eat? What do you drink? Like, I'm just, yeah. so that's the psychological piece that, um, that I really like is just being aware of kind of what's going on in the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's important to give people what they need. You know, um, and a lot of times people don't know what they need until it's right in front of their face. Mm. Right. So that's another challenge, just kind of figuring out what works within the business, what's going to provide both you a return on investment. Right. Mm. Because at the end of the day, this is a business. And the second piece there being, which is just as important, if not even more important, is, um, you know, is it going to provide value, added value to our clients, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just sometimes figuring out what those things are and, you know, when to make those moves and add different things into the business to provide an overall better experience for clients, you know? And um, like you referenced the bars there, it's like having things and then spending money on things. And then it's like, well, well, they don't move, right? People don't want those. So just uh, figuring out those different things along the way that provide more value to your clients and then also provide more revenue for the business. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a big part is just not taking, this is, this is something you'll learn quickly, like with a business is just not taking things personally, at least that's not the way, mm -hmm. that's not how I'm motivated or it doesn't do good for me. Right. Um, kind of just looking at it objectively and just, you know, really trying to go down that route. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's not, oh, it's not that these bars suck. It's just that what we have, you guys want something different. Okay. Like how right. can I produce? So it definitely takes a lot of like mental flexibility it to does. be able to, you know, to run something I would say. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be willing to grow, adapt, see things from a different perspective a lot of the times, which all of those things can be challenging to do, you know, especially when the ego is in play. So it's yeah. hard to kind of quiet that and, you know, do what needs to be done for the business very totally. often. So uh, now what is one of the biggest challenges within the business that you're currently facing? I think, um, I think there's always going to be this wheel or this want or this craving for more people in the door. Um, obviously it generates more income or more revenue, more revenue means, you know, more income kickback for myself, more money for my coaches, mm -hmm. um, you know, which may turn into higher quality of what they're producing. Um, mm -hmm. It turns into new equipment, which makes things more fun. So I think there's always, I don't even know where that stops or if it does stop of like just, wishing for more people to see the gym, to feel us out, to get in the doors. Um, so I think that's always going to be a thing. Um, mm -hmm. So just trying to find a healthy relationship with that. And also just rem remembering, hey, there's 115 people or whatever it is that, you know, chose us. So um, that's special in itself. Yeah. Um, so that balance there. And I think secondly is just um, 
remembering for myself, remembering my mission and bringing new coaches, new people in the door that align with that, whether it's clients or whether it's coaches, I've seen the ones that aren't invested in just like this health journey, um, invested in what we do, invested in our mission, they just don't tend to stay. Again, whether that's a coach or whether that's a, a member. Um, so I, I think putting out there in the beginning, like, hey, this is what we do. This is what we're after. Are you on board with that? Um, and, you know, if I can feel the fire in their eyes, then that's probably, we're probably in the right spot. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And how many square feet are you working with? About 3,500. Okay. Um, yeah, between 33 and 35. We have two blocks though. So we have like a front big room. Um, we also do cycle in our front room and then we break it off and then we have a back room where we other, we do um, our focus classes typically. Got it. Okay. So, I mean, what is the big picture kind of perfect world goal for you within this business? Where would you mm -hmm. like to see this business go? Where would you like to take the business itself? Yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing is, you know, continuing to get more people in, filling up our classes. I would love that. Our classes do pretty well, um, especially out here in Denver. People are psycho and wake up at four in the morning every day. So our classes in the morning are super jam-packed. Um, but just filling out our schedule, I would say, um, you know, bringing in more revenue, you know, paying out our coaches really well so they enjoy what they're doing. Right. Um, you know, having enough coaches so that our coaches are able to take vacations or, you know, do things that they enjoy. I don't want our coaches, you know, I've been in the position where I'm, I'm just working and I'm working and I'm working and I'm looking forward to not working. And that's something I would, I don't want for our coaches. I want them to enjoy it while they're there. I want mm -hmm. them to only almost miss it. Like I want you to be away from it so you can come back and be like, oh man, I've missed coaching. When right. you have that kind of energy, like, man, that shows. Yes. Um, so I would say filling up classes, you know, being able to pay out our coaches, being able to bring on coaches that love what they do and that can grow within this industry of health and wellness. Um, and, and then for myself, I really enjoy working with teenagers, um, especially teenage athletes, um, especially young men. That's kind of like my, my area. I love that group. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to work with them on like an individual or group level and then doing, um, you know, some mental health counseling work with them as well. You know, I love coaching. I'll, I'll probably always continue doing that. Um, definitely dialing back a little bit more and then bringing in good quality coaches that enjoy what they do is my right. vision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of good stuff there. Um, you know, obviously getting more people in the doors and expanding that membership, you know, and mm -hmm. growing the revenue, which then leads into you being able to pay the coaches more, you know, and provide even more for the coaches so that they do want to be there, enjoy their jobs more, stay longer, all of those good things, provide a higher level of service. Um, you know, those are all good things. And that's something that a lot of gym owners struggle with is, you know, number one being the number one issue that I typically hear about is getting people in the doors. You know, right. it's like, okay, how do we do that? What's working now? What approach do we take? You know, what offers do we put out there? And then the second thing being the staffing, right? But it's like, they yeah. go hand in hand. Cause if you're generating right. enough revenue where you can spend more money on higher quality trainers, Mm -hmm. You know, that's where you really start to make the moves to that next level because you can't get there by yourself. You know, it's like totally. you need help. You can only yeah. get so far alone. Right. So. Preaching to the choir for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Burnout's a real thing, you know, in, in any profession. And, uh, 
Yeah. So you're spot on with that. It goes hand in hand is like, you know, the money, the coaching, all that stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So now uh, what is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned so far uh, throughout your time in ownership? Yeah, I think kind of like I mentioned before, I think the, I think the two biggest things that I'm learning or at least where I'm at right now mm -hmm. um, is, well, there's a few things I would say. One, like I said, not taking things personally and, and really trying to develop some distance between what's happening and like emotional, how that affects me emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, just looking at it for what it is and trying to adapt, adjust whatever is necessary in order to, you know, uh, to even it out or iron it out. So I think one is, you know, really learning to not take things as personally. You know, it's a business. People want to come here. They want certain things. People are paying a lot of money for certain things. So it's understandable. Um, right. I think the second thing is, um, you know, I would say be prepared before you have to, uh, it's almost one of those things where it's like, be prepared for the rain before the rain starts. That way, you, you know, you have your umbrella, you have your stuff, you know, just, just be ready in case anything does need to happen. If the landlord mm -hmm. says, Hey, we're, we're going to need $5,000 from you this month or whatever it is, like however much you can get ready for those kind of things, I would right. say be prepared because you never know, like if, you know, rent or, you know, if triple net expenses go up or whatever it is, um, just being prepared, whether it's classes, whether it's, you know, if, if we lose five clients, like what do I do then, you know? Um, so just always trying to like have an idea of how you'll handle a certain situation if it were to pop up. Mm -hmm. um, so I think those are two big lessons. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is just being adaptable to whatever the, yes. the, the necessary needs are of, of the mm -hmm. gym or of what's mm -hmm. going on at the gym. Um, yeah. So those are kind of some of the bigger things that I've learned so far. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Being adaptable, open-minded, you know, constantly looking to grow. This industry changes quite often, you know, it's mm. constantly evolving and changing and, um, yeah, you know, keeping an open mind and being willing to adapt and grow and stay on top of things. Also expecting the unexpected, you know, <laughs> there are so many things that come up along the way that you just didn't even know about a lot of the time. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's huge. Awesome. All right. right. So go ahead. Did you want to add something else? Yeah, I was going to say just, you know, one other thing I try to remind our coaches and myself is just to enjoy that downtime when you do have it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, something that we, we learn pretty intensively at Naropa and mental health counseling is just how our energetic system works. And as you know, probably from just being in a gym, your freaking adrenaline is just jumping, you know, your nervous system is like clenching and it's firing, which is awesome. Um, so trying to incorporate those moments, like we're not always coaching. You're, you don't always have to be ramped up. If you're not on the floor, like I'd recommend leaving the gym, honestly, just go grab a drink or walk around the block. I don't care what you do, but for longevity purposes, you know, take care of your nervous system, take care of yourself because it's mm -hmm. such like an electric atmosphere that most yes. people experience for one, maybe two hours max in a day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're there, you know, sometimes all day. So just doing what you need to do in those blocks to kind of balance and regulate your system, I would say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I used to have a kickboxing gym and I was there pretty much all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And like every opportunity I had to just get out of the building, 
I would take it, you know, because totally. it's like just for a little bit of a release, you know, sometimes like you walk out the door and it's like, like you forget yeah. that the world exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And people used to always laugh when I would tell them like on the drive home, a lot of the time it would just be silent, right? Nothing. Like no yeah. music, no nothing, just like yeah. silence. And that was like the best feeling ever after <sighs> such a long day, you know? Absolutely. So I, I work out at a different, I bought a different gym membership just cause I'm like, I can't, Oh I yeah. Yeah. I need to leave. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, I remember that happening all the time too. It's like you get through your entire day of training and it's like the last thing that you want to do is stay there a little longer and yeah. yourself, you know, absolutely. it's like you need a different environment I need to, to switch, kind it of switch it up. Yeah. yeah put my headphones in and just, you know, yeah. exactly. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So we have uh, E3 Fitness is on Instagram, just at E3 Fitness. Um, and then I'm on E3, or I'm on uh, Instagram as well, just Devin.Edwards um, underscore E3. Um, so you can find me there. Uh, I also, you know, work with Elevated Counseling out here in Denver, Colorado. So we work, it's a mental health counseling agency, um, would love to help people out. I've noticed, you know, when my mind is, is right, my body's in tune, um, sometimes I'm just forcing things and I'm just like, I have to go work out. And is it really beneficial? It's probably adverse at that point. So, um, you know, if there's anyone out there that's just, you know, looking for counseling, someone to talk to, if you don't even know what counseling is, um, you know, try it. I would just say, try it, talk with someone. So that's another um, you know, big resource that just helps me personally. And after working with my clients, I'm like, I'm in a better mood. I come home and I'm like, I'm like dancing. I'm like, I think my girlfriend gets mad at me sometimes. I'm like whistling or whatever. So um, just taking care of your mental space, you know, because it's, yes. it's really important for wellness, especially for athletes too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. All right. So Devin from E3 Fitness in Denver, Colorado, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Awesome. Thank you, Bree. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lawrence out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.